0: Bush's
1: Board Game Thing. Welcome, one and all, to the latest episode of Bush's Board Game Thing, powered by the awesome people at Zatu Games. It's the weekly podcast about friends meeting up to play games, focusing on the conversations that those games create. And it's good to have you on board. Uh, t- today we've got a flatback four of Bush, Brian, Jess, and producer Ross. Uh, and let's just see how everyone's day's been. Let's start with Brian very quickly. How's your day been, Brian, so far? All right?
2: Uh, pretty, pretty bad, pretty bad. I'm planning on having uh, about nine cans of San Miguel tonight, uh, just to take the edge off, because lockdown's getting to me. Yeah. But, what a bit of lockdown's been getting yeah, to you. Apart from that, fine. Apart from that, fine. I'll tell you what, though, high point of my day, I had super noodles for lunch.
0: Oh, what flavour? Guess. <gasps> oh, curry.
2: No, everyone. that's oh, what everyone says. Um,
0: no. Barbecue beef.
2: no. Andy, Is there a chow No, you've had your guesses. You had your oh guesses. Right, and it's right. Andy's turn now. And then if Andy doesn't get it, producer Ross gets the guesses, a little chicken himself. No, but you're Ooh. close,
1: Ross. Oh. Mushroom. Come on, guys.
0: Ba- bacon. Mushroom.
1: Bacon, the king of all super noodle flavours. Uh, Jess, how's your day been? Is your day been all right?
0: Yeah, not too bad. I don't know whether I've said, but I've started a new job. Um, So I work at a different radio station now, um, uh, which is aimed at younger people. So I spend um, quite a bit of my time. We have DJs on at the weekend, and I have to go through and listen through to their mixes and make sure there's no swear words in there. Then if there's any swear words, I have to like get rid of them somehow and i i did a hip-hop mix um today and i'm just yeah there's a lot of swear words i'm a lot i mean words i didn't even know were swear words that's
1: amazing so you're the person you know when you hear a bit of rap music and it dips out for a second when there's a bad word like wally or burke or something like that you're the person that's dipping the word out that's you doing that
0: yeah i've got to go through so i listen so i listen to it and i read through the lyrics when there's a bad word, I like put like a record scratch or like reverse it or something. But I actually think record scratches and reversing is a bit boring, actually. I wish Why don't
1: you would... go back to the olden days? I think we've talked about this before on the Board Game Thing podcast. But Brian, do you remember the olden days in the 80s where they didn't used to just dip the volume when someone swore? They would then dub it over with something like Melon Farmer or Muddy Funkster.
2: Yes, yes. There was a fam- famous case. There was Muddy Funster, I think, in, in uh, Beverly Hills Cop. And there was, there was Yipp- instead of Yippee-ki-yay yeah, Emma Effer, yeah. there was Yippie <laughs> ki Melon Farmer. And they would get someone that had a similar voice to Bruce Willis to do it. You should start doing that, Jess. You should start going in there and going... Yeah. Or, here's another suggestion, right? Just to make it a bit more fun, yes. what about Kazoo? Oh,
1: like a... That's
0: brilliant.
1: Anyway, look, this week's episode of Board Game Thing is... I would describe it as pure reaction. It's a reaction to the outpouring of interest uh, we got when we mentioned jigsaws on this podcast the other day. Here's an interesting stat for you. Figures show UK sales of jigsaws have reached £100 million uh, last year, up 38% on the previous year. We're interested in this because uh, obviously jigsaws give you a chance to relax, a bit of mindfulness, which is good in these weird times where everyone's trapped in the house and that kind of thing. Uh, we're going to be chatting to the lovely Emma Jones from the Dave Barry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio in a bit. It's been a jigsawer right from the start of lockdown. She kind of loves them. I mean, is that the kind of phrase? Is that the right phrase for it? A jigsawer? You would describe as someone who's into the jigsaws. Dissectologist. Dissectologist. Uh, Emma Jones, we chat chatted to her. She's a dissectologist. But before we kind of talk about how we've got on with our jigsaws, because we'll be doing them this week, which we're going to talk about in a second, uh, here's a question from listener Chris, uh, which goes to the very core of jigsaws and what they're all about. Have a listen to this.
3: Hi, guys. It's uh, Chris here. Uh, I'm a massive fan of two of you. Um, I think it's important that we discuss the idea of jigsaws. To me, they are the purest and most powerful of all board games. you know They are uh, not not just a board game, they are the best board game. They are tests of strategy. uh, They are tests of endurance. They rely on your intellect, but you don't have to be the cleverest person necessary to thrive. There's something you can do on your own, or there's something you can do as a pair or as a small group. And every which way you do them, they can be satisfying. And there's also something so nice that You know, there is an entry level that you can do with your kids right the way through to the 2,000 piece that you can do in lockdown because there's literally nothing else to do. So um, I'd love to hear your take, guys, because you guys know everything. So there's listener Chris with his question,
1: uh, which is a really good point. Is a jigsaw a board game? What do we think?
0: Yes. (laughs) It's a board, isn't it? And what do you do? You sit around it and you play. Yes, it's a board game. I 100% think it's a board game. It's just a different kind of board game.
1: Okay. But there's no strategy. There's no strategy involved in it, though, is there? That's the only thing. I, could, I worry. Is it, I worry. I mean, there you know is what I mean?
0: strategy. Oh, my God. There is strategy. Do you go for the corners first, right. or do you do the edge? Do you do it section by section, or do you decide to pick up a piece and just decide where it goes? Bush, there is so much strategy. Shut up, Brian. <laughs>
2: Do you know what this reminds me of? Right, it reminds me of the. And I don't want to get too too heavy into the historical allegories at this point. This reminds me of the uh, the Nicean Council, right? Which was a very what? early council in Christianity, where all the oh early bishops God. and all the, all the early popes got to, well, Pope got together, and they were like, "Look, we need to work out the laws of the Catholic Christian Church, and we need to sort of sort this out now." Is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? Can priests get married? Can they do other stuff? And I feel like there is the weight of yeah. history on our shoulders here because I think that our decision here today should be taken to the International Board Game Council and it, we should, they, they should decide once and for all whether jigsaws are a board game or are not a board game. And let me tell you one thing, you, you dissectologists, right? Get out of the board games. World you want to cast it, them out. It's not a board game. It absolutely is not a board game.
1: We'd love to get your view on this. You can email us, uh, podcast at zatu.co.uk or via our Instagram, at BoardGameThing. Uh, we've been given a jigsaw each to do by the lovely people at Zatu Games. Amy, uh, the amazing Amy who holds this podcast together, uh, each, uh, sent us out a jigsaw each, and this is the fun bit. She sent one out to us each based on our personality type. So let's just go through and see what she sent, uh, which jigsaw you've been doing this week. Uh, Jess, is, are you kissing your... Jigsaw there, Jess? you sniffing it. Oh, She's, sniffing. I was smelling She's it. sniffing her I was jigsaw. smelling it.
0: You know that new book, new box smell? Oh, I
1: love that. I, I, oh, in a really boring God. board game Delicious. way, I love the smell of a brand new board games um, instruction oh. manual. Like GMT games, the yeah. war games that they do. I love the smell of that. If you like the smell of a particular mm, thing with board games, at board game thing, tell us. Have a little listen to Jess sniffing that. Have a listen. Mm. She's loving it.
0: I just, You know when you get a new book and you just shove your face in it and you're like... Oh. No,
1: I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm
2: alien to this world of sticking your nose in things you just bought. The only thing I stick my nose in is food and nothing well, else.
1: waste. It's quite a chaotic picture on the front of your carnival uh, jigsaw. Is it, as a jigsaw person, is it the, the more busy the picture, the more difficult it is? Or is it the plainer the picture, the more difficult it is?
0: The plainer I think is more difficult. But I think I think she basically thinks I'm colourful and vibrant and love music, and basically I'm a rock star. Bush, what have you got? Okay, so
1: the uh, jigsaw that I've been sent uh, by Amy and the lovely people at Zatu Games is... A gig. Because obviously I work on the radio. Oh!
0: That's brilliant. Oh, that makes me so sad. I want to go to a gig. Oh, that's really cool. Is it like in the 60s? It looks
1: like one of the original uh, Isle of Wight gigs. You know, they used to show those old films of like yeah. Jimi Hendrix setting fire to his guitar. So yeah, I've got... Um, how many pieces <laughs> is yours, Jess, by the way? Before we get to Brian's in a second, I'm doing... I've got a thousand piece on me. A thousand. A thousand as well. So I've got a gig. Jess has got a carnival. You said that Amy, the lovely
2: Amy from Zatu Games... Sent us ones they thought were based on things we'd like and our character. And I'm she has she's been oh, taking yeah.
1: ages, Amy, matching up uh, your intellect level and your area of interest with the jigsaw she sent.
0: <laughs> what have you got, Brian? I've got a Disney castle that's t- 200. <laughs> <in people. laughs>
1: Look at the state of that. Uh, oh,
0: nice one, Amy. Brilliant. Pick up, Amy. But
2: hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. 3D. 3D
1: 3D 3D puzzle puzzle. right up your street. Fantastic.
0: Bush's board game thing.
1: Well, let's have a little listen how we've been getting on then with this in mind this week, doing our jigsaws. Relaxing in that. Right, Bush here, 20 minutes into trying to do uh, a jigsaw. I don't even know where to begin. Where, how do people even start this thing? There's no instructions on the box or anything like that. Where do you begin? What do you think about 3D puzzles in general? Because you did a Harry Potter one, didn't you?
0: Yeah, and I did one with the Big Ben Tower.
1: Is it
2: better than normal 2D puzzles? Yeah. Well, actually, Kit, all puzzles are 3D because we live in a 3D environment because we're 3D creatures. 3D creatures? Yeah, if we were 2D, we'd just be flat. So
0: Flat as a piece of paper.
2: Exactly. All puzzles really yeah, are 3D. It's like when they say films are three D. They're not. They're all films are three D because we are three D creatures. Sorry, I'm getting ruining it for everyone.
0: Okay, so getting round to doing my jigsaw, and um, it's quite cute. Slight problem. I do have two cats staring at me, um, hoping none of the pieces are going to go missing. I'm going to blame them if I don't complete this.
1: Oh, this is ridiculous. I've nearly thrown it across the room. Isn't this supposed to be for like mindfulness, like keeping you calm? It's doing the direct opposite.
0: I'll look in here, you look in there.
2: I've got a bigger part than you, that's not fair.
0: Okay then. If I can't find any in here, then I'll search with you.
2: Have you heard of Neuschwanstein Castle? No. It's a castle in Germany, which is uh, the castle that the Disney castle is based on. Oh. Yeah. Kit, did you know that New Schwanstein Castle was built for uh, Wagner? Do you know? Who, maybe let's not get into Wagner now. Oh, found it! Yeah, we've got finally got sixteen. Now we look for seventeen.
0: <laughs> so I've got all the corners, which is good. Slightly stuck now. Feel a bit overwhelmed. Not quite sure where to start. Which corner do I go for first? Which edge do I use? I don't know. It's, it's a little bit stressful, but I feel kind of relaxed. It's a weird mix of
1: emotions. I feel like this jigsaw is like the Matrix. I feel like I'm crossing over to the other side. I, I, even when I'm chatting to people and they're talking to me, their heads turn into a jigsaw piece with googly eyes. Do you know what I mean? I'm losing it. Did you not find puzzles boring, Kit? What?
0: Do
1: you not
2: find puzzles boring?
0: No, I find them. I find them fascinating. Do you
2: find them quite relaxing? Would you call a puzzle a board game?
0: Uh, no, not really. Yeah, exactly,
2: it's not a board game. It's not a board, is it? It's a puzzle from the mouths of babes. From the mouths of babes.
0: I'm going to try this piece in here. Does that work? I don't know. It seems to fit, but it doesn't kind of look right.
1: Uh, this jigsaw's supposed to be like of a music festival, but if that's the case, where's the bloke with the St George's flag painted on his face with sunstroke, like we in behind the back of a porter cabin? Where's the tent with the three lads from Sunderland did all their mushrooms on the first night and have missed all the headliners? It's not accurate. I want Accuracy.
2: I see I see myself very much as the building supervisor rather than any of you know, the labouring guy. I think it's best that you sort of do all the labouring bits and I'll just oversee it like an architect or a... What I want to do is I will go away and have a cup of tea.
0: I can't finish this on my own.
2: Well, I know, but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, you're not on your own because I will be here for support and, and guidance if you need me, but I will be in a different room having a cup of tea. I do not
0: need
2: you. You don't? What do you mean you don't need me?
0: Okay, so slight problem. Um, I'm nearly done, but I think I could be missing a piece. I haven't checked through the pile yet, but I could potentially be missing a piece. Both cats looking extremely guilty. So one of them could have it. This is is not going well, not going well.
1: No word of a lie. I've had to go for a walk around the block. I think I'm just going to just calm down a little bit. I'll be fine. I'll be absolutely fine. I'll do this another time. I'll come back to it another time.
0: Right, I've just had a cup of
2: tea and I've, I've come back in. How, how... How are we getting on, Kit? Have we have we progressed much further? Have we found 16? Yeah, yeah we've moved 16. on way, way past 16, Maisie. What number have you Maisie was 13? in on the project early on, but uh, she decided to go and play Lottie Dolls on her own, uh, which is entirely understandable. How would you review this puzzle out of 10, Kit?
0: Um, I'd give it a solid 8. That's
2: pretty good. Yeah, as much as I hate to say, it is actually quite relaxing, going through the pieces, looking for the ones you need... Sort them out into piles and then just shoving it on it's yeah I'd, I'd agree with you i'd give it an eight out of ten
0: so halfway through the jigsaw i am feeling very chilled very zen um it's nice to be away from a phone screen it's nice to just concentrate on one thing so yeah feeling extremely zen very relaxed all is going well
1: so that's how we got on with our jigsaws. Uh, they are huge at the moment, as are puzzles. And obviously Brian's one is a 3D puzzle. 3D puzzles are huge right now. Uh, the people at Coiled Spring Games have been doing, uh, they've got an amazing set of um, 3D puzzles out called the, the Rebit. Uh, it's the Rebbit range, but what they've done is they've got 3D versions of uh, famous landmarks. So they've got Notre Dame in Paris, Sydney Opera oh. House you can build, 3D like Brian's one, the Taj Mahal. Which is an amazing thing as well. So, as a little giveaway on the podcast this week uh, to our amazing listeners, tell us what local famous landmark near where you're from should be made into an internationally available 3D puzzle by Cold Spring Games in their Rabbit range. And tell us on the email podcast at zattoo.co.uk or just drop us a message on, um, on Instagram at boardgamething. You can win, and this is amazing, a uh, part of that range a Harry Potter Flying Ford Anglia.
0: What? What about
1: that? What a puzzle! So just tell us. Oh my God! That's
0: actually. If you've got amazing. a place
1: down near where you are, like where you're from, you two, is there something near you that could be made into a 3D puzzle available internationally, Brian? So I love,
2: I love this, right? Because everybody, if you don't, if you grow up in a big city, there's loads of landmarks, there's loads of famous things. But wherever, if you grow up in a town, there's or aura, aura, you're area, there's always one thing that is the thing, and it's the place that kids tend to congregate as yeah. around as well. If you're a teenager. I live in a uh, I live in a, uh, a small village called Great Gonaby in Lincolnshire. Uh, I'm a Londoner, born and bred, but I've moved up here because yeah, my wife made me basically. <laughs> um, and they and then they they're known as clock pelters if you live in this village. You're known as a clock pelter because uh there there was a saying or or an old story that the kids every christmas would try and throw snowballs at the at the church tower and if they could hit the clock they got to like bunk off school for the day so that's why they're called clock pelters and recently they've uh they've done a small wooden statue of like a little boy throwing throwing uh, a snowball at the at the tower but it's made entirely out of wood but it, I can't get it out of my head. It looks like uh, it, it, it looks like Jimmy Cranky. <laughs> but it's, imagine Jimmy Cranky doing the you know the Freddie Mercury pose, fist in the like, air. You know,
0: yeah. Hey, do, what do, you
2: do It looks like Jimmy Cranky doing the Freddie Mercury pose. <laughs> so can they make one out of that? Is my question.
0: So I've got an easier one. I'm from a little town called Evesham in Worcestershire. Right. And I think probably the most uh, right. important right. building in Evesham.
2: So right there, my name's Jess. Stop. I come to the big city. I mean, city. I'm
0: not from Bristol. It's oh, Worcestershire. I do sit for a tenner. It's the Midlands.
2: There is a tang. There's Some a tang. The accent, there's a little there. bit. There's a little bit.
0: Um, so there's this, this building in Evesham, which I think really represents it. And everyone knows it. Everyone's been there. It's called Marilyn's Nightclub. <laughs> um and it was five pounds to get into the floors were sticky i've been chucked out of it twice oh, oh. um and honestly everyone know you meet anyone from evesham go marilyn's so they go oh good old marilyn's still go in mind
1: get your, your suggestions in now then uh podcast at zatu.co.uk so one other element of mindfulness and calm and so on is is crystals and looking into the future and uh maybe putting some sticks on and getting uh, some kind of reading. I think we've done tarot before on this uh, podcast, but Jess, you'd like to throw your hat into the ring of the world of uh, astrology right now. Is that right?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think looking at your star sign is quite relaxing, reading up about your birth chart. Um, so I've actually got both of your horoscopes, if you'd like to hear them.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: so, um, Bush, we'll do you first. You are the twentieth of December, a Sagittarius. I'm also a Sagittarius. Are you? So that's probably why we get on so well. well. Um, you're you're a fire sign, um, yes. which means that you kind of you know you're you're very passionate. Arsonist. Very, shh, you're very passionate. Um, you you go on your gut instinct. Uh, you're quite sociable. Quite that's fine quite. To church, popular. Not an arsonist, Shut up, I'm Not an um, however, you are nearly a Capricorn, though, because you're you're at the far end of the Sagittarius, where am I? I'm at the top end oh, of the Sagittarius. All right. tears, is Yeah, um, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like a Scorpio Sagittarius cross, which is bad because Scorpio is not the one you want to be. Anyway, um, here is your star sign for today. You think you're all ready to move forward onto something, but you aren't quite ready just yet. So don't rush ahead. Okay. There are a few details that still need to be taken care of. And someone is standing in your way. Although they're not trying to hold you back on purpose, they will be an obstacle. I mean, it's it's Brian. Brian. It's so obvious. Oh, my God, it's a warning
2: written in the stars. It's you. It's your wife. It's your missus. It's not my missus. It's your missus. No, it's you. You need to just split up with her. You've spent the past couple of minutes
1: saying I'm an arsonist. No, you, you, you you are the roadblock. There's no two ways about it. I'd be very intrigued to know Brian's star sign and how he's panning out here, then, Jess.
0: So Brian is a Taurus, the bull, oh, um, of
1: course. which yes, is the bull. which
0: is an Earth sign, um, earth. and Earthy and man. Uh, you're nearly a Gemini, very nearly a Gemini. You're on the cusp as well. He um, is on the cusp. So. Uh,
2: what are they? The two-headed ones. That's the, twin, the, two-headed one, yeah. the twins, yeah. The twins. I think the twins. they're a
0: water sign. So an earth sign. Um, you're not as fiery as Bush and I. You're not as, you know, popular, as chatty, arsonist, as exciting. Yeah. Yeah. You're not as, you know, you're basically your, yeah. your personality <laughs> all is just. All right, all right. Just, all right. More... just stop laying hey, on so thick.
2: All right. This is supposed to be mindfulness. Brian, it's, it's literally yeah. written in the stars, stars so mate. you
0: can't even have a go at me. So literally yeah. um, so yep. you 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 enjoy relaxing? um you're you're soothed by soft sounds and succulent flavours i am um
2: i am whenever i hear a sound i'm look a bit, a bit like a sort of cat i sort of go Ooh, however
0: um taurus are known for their temper
2: nasty uh, bit one have a
0: bit of a, na- a bit of yeah. a nasty temper don't
2: cro- don't cross me um,
0: but here don't here is me. your star sign for today Okay, feed your hunger for more creativity in your daily routine by taking time to experience some art in all its forms. Music, poetry, dance, even graffiti mm, like can that, offer you some that. new ideas and give your brain a new way of thinking. Expand your music collection with things from other cultures. What about
1: that? Getting into Af- African Basically, music or something, are, that'd be good, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah. Basically, Brian, you're uncultured and you need to like...
2: So you're saying I should go and do graffiti... Yep. And then listen to some music. That That's your star that, sign look, thing. Look, Which is, I could do
0: that. I didn't write this. It's literally written in the stars. So I think we can all be a bit more mindful now we kind of know what we need to do with our day and how we need to go forward.
1: Hey, so it's an honour to welcome uh, to the podcast the awesome Emma Jones from the Dave Barry Breakfast Show on Absolute Radio, who uh, got up hours and hours and hours ago, but she's brilliantly able to speak to us from home. Emma, good to have you on board. How are you doing?
4: Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. This is exciting.
1: It's very exciting to have you on. Just, I love talking to people who do breakfast shows about the time they get up. What time do you normally get up in the morning to do your job?
4: Well, now that we're working from home, I actually get a bit of a lie-in, so I can get up at about quarter past five instead of four o'clock, so it's quite nice, actually. Still early.
1: Now, one I... Like,
2: quick question... Go on. Quick question. Can I get Can I get Dave Berry's autograph? Any chance you can sort that out for me? Yeah, She's
4: no. Big, big he doesn't fan. really... He's, I think he thinks he's better than that. He doesn't really do that kind of thing.
1: <laughs> fair enough. It's fair a shame. Enough. Do you remember, there was a big thing back in the day where, where people used to have cards done of their photo that you get signed. I remember did you get like local radio personalities with their little signature on their photo if anyone's listening to this right now and has the signed photo of anyone famous maybe them in pose with them or something like that or they've sent them a card with their picture signed let us know at board game thing you got any signed photos Emma bit of a curveball, but I thought I'd try
4: Uh, no I've got a whole autograph book full of like Disney you know people used to do that didn't they like go to Disney World and get like get like Mickey and Minnie's autographs so I've got that (laughs) That counts.
1: Well, you'll be well interested. Brian's been doing a Disney jigsaw this uh, this week. We've just been talking about it earlier on on the podcast. Look at that on the video chat.
2: You ever done a two two one er Emma? 216 pieces? Probably a bit advanced for you. Don't worry about it. But yeah, no, that's what I've been doing.
4: Is that doing. something to do ah. with the kids or is that just you?
2: No, just, I mean, I let I let the kids get involved because, you know, I'm that sort of a dad, but, you know, but mainly, yeah, mainly my thing,
1: mainly my now, thing. Yeah. Now, Emma, the reason um, that I thought it was crucial that we speak to you is that right before, I'd say before lockdown, was it before lockdown, you, you've you been like an early adopter of jigsaws. You've been jigsawing right from the beginning. So you must get a bit annoyed with all these Johnny-come-latelys. We were talking about the 40% increase in people buying jigsaws during lockdown. Is it really? Yes, huge. They've made loads of money on it. So well, why were you into uh, jigsaws right from the beginning? And what was the first one that you did in recent times?
4: Do you know what? I don't really know why I started doing them. I think it was just that thing, like we mentioned, my my hours there. So I get up really early, but we're also lucky enough to finish work pretty early. And so it was just something to do in the afternoons, really. So I started doing them, maybe like... I want to say 2019, say autumn, winter, 2019. So before, just before the lockdown. um, And then everyone started jumping on the bandwagon and they were kind of impossible to get hold of, weren't they? Um, But yeah, I just found it something really kind of peaceful and uh, mindful to do. It's almost like meditation. Like you get really in the zone and before you know it, like three or four hours have passed. and, And it's, you know, it's a good sense of achievement at the end when you finish it as well.
1: Uh, we started the podcast with a question, is whether um, are, are jigsaws board games or not? Can they be classified as a board game? Is there an element of skill to it? What is your technique of doing a jigsaw? And do you think there's skill in there?
4: Um, yeah, there's definitely a technique. So obviously everyone would say start with the edges. I got a lot of abuse. Um, one of the puzzles that I did during lockdown, it was like the biggest one I've ever done, 2,000 pieces. It was a Whoa. Noah's Ark. And it was a nightmare. Honestly, it took me so long, but all the edges were white and the middle was colors. So on that one, I started in the middle and I posted a progress photo on Twitter. And honestly, it went off. Like people were not happy that I hadn't started with the edges. Um, But on that particular one, it was easier. So now whenever I post a picture of a puzzle, people are like, Oh, you're going to start with the edges. And I'm like, yes, obviously on a normal puzzle, you start with the edges. Um, So, yeah, sift through, find all the edges and corners, and then I like to group together colours of things as well. So then you can just, like, build the red car or Mm. build the green boat or whatever it is that's in the puzzle.
2: Maybe, Emma, right, maybe you are like the Dick Fosbury of... Uh, jigsaw puzzles because Dick Fosbury was the guy that did the Fosbury flop for the high jump before he came along. Everyone used to just jump over the high jump frontwards and he's the guy that arched his back and went over the back. So yeah, you could be, it could be onto something here. could be onto something. Have you...
1: The Jones... Middle, yeah.
2: Have you ever come across, because what I've heard from my... uh, Jigs, people from the, on the jigsaw scene that uh, these days a lot of jigsaw makers are putting in rather fiendishly uh, false false corners. What? So they're making a piece. They're making a piece look like a, like an edge or a corner, and it's it's not a corner. It goes somewhere in the middle of the puzzle. Have you ever come across one of those?
4: No, and I'm so... not. I'm not about that. I don't want any kind of foul play. You know, I want it to be. Doable. It needs to be achievable. There's no joy in in being swindled like that. And and the other things that people keep tagging me in are like puzzles that are like all the same colour. Like all the pieces are white. All Mm. the pieces are perspex. And I'm like, no, I've got no interest in that. Needs to be doable.
1: So you're a very calm person, and one thing that you've got from this is a bit of mindfulness, Uh, Jess. You you. Fairly regularly do jigsaws, but uh, you know, obviously, we chat on our little WhatsApp group. You've been driven to the edge of madness a couple of times by jigsawing, haven't you, Jess? Oh,
0: don't make me say this in front of Emma. She's going to be so upset with me. Emma, oh Emma, I'm really sorry. Okay, so I had a voucher for W H Smith. It was going to expire, and I was like, I've got to get a jigsaw. I've got to get a jigsaw. The only one left was a watercoloured one, and it was very relaxing. And I woke up in a bad mood, um, and I didn't finish the jigsaw. And I just, I <laughs> just. Crushed it all up, put it in the box, and chucked it in the back garden, and chucked it in the back garden, and that's where it stayed. Um, and I, I just gave you up. Destroyed on it. the jigsaw. I destroyed, destroyed the, the jigsaw because it, because it, it was on my kitchen table, and every time I walked into that kitchen, it's mocking me. It's going, "You can't do me. You're rubbish." And one day, I woke up in a crap mood, and I just got all the pieces, chucked them in the box, and chucked it in the back garden. And I was like, "I'm not doing it anymore," because sometimes it can get the better of you. It. Mocks How many pieces you. was it? Oh. Five hundred. Well, you know that's.
4: I think that's a good place to start. Like (laughs) I like I like to do a thousand piece puzzles because it's like the right mix of like I know I'm going to be able to finish it, but it's like Mm. a bit of a challenge. It'll keep me occupied for a few days. Five hundred. I think that's a good place to start. Maybe step it back a little bit. Maybe go for a two or three hundred. Yeah,
0: I think the problem was it's watercolor. It's a watercolour one, and that means lots of very, very slightly different shades of one colour, which, with your colour grouping method, is near impossible. Yeah. It's just...
1: The Jones colour grouping method, the, the JCG. The JCG, that's what we'll call it. JCG. JCG. Uh, maybe, Emma, you could run a 24-hour, um, like... Uh, Jigsaw exasperation hotline. Well, you've talked just down there, completely talked to down. I
0: know. I feel really calm now. But Emma, I need your help with something, right? So with the watercolour one, there's always a chance that the piece could be wrong, but it fits sometimes. But like, how do you how do you look at it and go, oh, that piece is meant to be there, or isn't there? Because sometimes you're a bit like, oh, maybe that shouldn't go there but it kind of fits like what's the parameters with that? Uh,
4: no, that is really annoying when you think you've got it and then actually the further along the puzzle you go that's a nightmare because sometimes you have to backtrack massively and be like oh no, this whole time like all these pieces are wrong and you must mm-hmm. have to start from scratch really with a good quality puzzle and you should be alright with WH Smith um, but I've had a few like secondhand from charity shops where like the pieces are flimsy and basically any piece will go in anywhere. So it's nearly impossible. Yeah. If you get a good quality like like, <laughs> No, you should know that feeling, that sweet spot when you, you slot it in and you're like, oh yeah, that's uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know
2: what you yeah. mean. Are we all that's talking the about the same stuff. thing here? We still yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. we are. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Uh, Emma, final question. What jigsaw are you currently doing and how are you getting on?
4: I'm doing, um, this isn't visual, is it? So there's no point in me showing you. But you could describe um, it. But it's, uh, it's one that actually a listener very kindly sent to me, which I've been dying to start, but I wanted to diversify my hobbies a bit in this third lockdown. So I've been trying to read more as well. And I okay. knew that if I started a jigsaw puzzle, I would just forget about the book. So I was very disciplined. I made myself finish the book first. And I'm about to move on to a puzzle um, from a listener. It's called London Lights. And uh, it's like a scene. I think, it, let me just have a look at it. I think it's Regent Street. Let's see it.
1: Ah, oh. this will remind us of the days when we could all kind of go for a walk and see other people and stuff. There you go. go. Oh,
0: that's oh yeah, lovely. that's Regent Street. Definitely Regent Street. Oh, yes. that's lovely. Oh, I get on that bus. That's a 55. What Sorry. is that?
1: Maybe you're on it. Maybe, Jess, maybe
0: you're on that bus. Oh, my God, maybe oh my I'm God. on that bus. Well,
4: there you go. You can have this one after oh me because I tell you what, getting hold of puzzles in lockdown has been a nightmare. So I'm in a, in a bit of a like a puzzle kind of black market with all my friends and we just have to keep like <laughs> swapping and changing them all. So, Got yes, any 500
2: pieces? Got any 500 oh, pieces? you
4: can,
0: you can it. have it. It's well, a thousand listen.
4: pieces but I, I think you can do it. I believe in you.
0: I'll tell you what, Emma. Why don't you do it but then only take some bits out and then send it to me and I can like half do it okay <laughs>
1: that's, that's yeah. an obvious you can't refuse <laughs> <laughs> Emma you don't have that's to respond like to that that's
2: when you go to that's like when you go to the bowling alley and they
1: put the inflatable things up on the side for you yeah, yeah. basically it's like a, I like need a trainer that.
4: yeah
1: uh, Emma it's been an honour to have you on the podcast Emma Jones thank you so much
4: oh it's been lovely thanks for inviting me on
2: guys
1: huge thank you to Emma for coming on right very quickly let's head over to Brian for this week's board game fact of the week
2: Brian's board game fact of the week Oh, this is a good one this week. This is a very good board. Well, it shouldn't be can we can we not call it board game fact of the week because jigsaws as we know oh, not are not, not a board game. So let's call it Brian's twee <laughs> hobby fact of the week. You all right? You call it that. So, uh, this week's I'll, I'll reluctantly call it a board game fact is obviously about going to be like jigsaws. So,
0: how old do you think jigsaws oh, are? Oh mate, dead old. Like hundreds of years.
2: Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, Seventeen sixty-seven. They were invented by a guy called John Spilsbury, and he was a cartographer. He used to make maps, and what he did was he found a map. He had one of his maps one day, and he put it on a wood block, and he chopped right. it up into pieces as a way of teaching kids about maps. Oh. And he called it a, a dissected oh. puzzle, and that's why. Oh. And that's yeah. why they're called why? Why was
1: Why was chopping a map up though? Teaching kids about maps? Just, just a question. 'Cause you've got to put it back together that's a good point. to learn where yeah. the bits
2: are. So you go, Oh, that's where that's, that's where India goes, that's where the Africa goes, that's where this goes, that's where that goes. Um, so it comes from geography. Uh, now, here's another interesting thing. They should technically, they should technically be called a fret saw puzzle. Because the uh, popular way of making them. So they used to be just called uh, dissected puzzles for the first 100 years of their life. Then 100 years later, people started calling them uh, jigsaw puzzles because the popular way of making the mass producing was by using a hand jigsaw, but to cut to cut right. them into funky little pieces. But actually, it was a misnomer. It was a misnomer, guys. And they were actually using a fret saw, which if you know about uh, guys, yeah, you know yeah. about DIY, yeah. right? They're very similar saws. They're very similar saws, like a saw with yeah. a straight straight edge on it with yeah. a big round mm. bow at the top. So they should be called fret saws. My final fact about jigs. I- I'm getting the feeling you're not digging this week's uh, jigsaw.
0: Um, Uh, I like the first bit. I feel like
1: it's a little bit like DIY chat. It's fine, though.
2: Now, you know how you were saying you found found, um, a 1,000-piece jigsaw puzzle Uh really, really Mm. hard? If you think in your mind, a 500-piece jigsaw, right, Mm. Yeah, should be half as easy as a 1,000-piece jigsaw mm -hmm. puzzle, right? And if you get a 500-piece jigsaw puzzle and then you go up to a 1,000-piece jigsaw puzzle, it should be twice as hard. Does that make sense? It's not, it's not because of the maths of it all. A thousand piece jigsaw puzzle is four times as hard to do as a five hundred piece How? jigsaw puzzle. I don't understand. No. Um because uh, it's a square root. <laughs> Look at Jess's face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like awesome. she's gone into the matrix. Go back to the hungry hippos. Bring back the hungry hippos. Hungry
2: hippos. hippos so it's not just a case of making it's not just a case of making it harder every time you you uh, double the number of pieces you quadruple the difficulty. So it's not just a case of making it harder in increments. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. yes it does. Because of the square root, because oh, of yeah. square rooting it. So yeah, that's why. That's why that's why they should label them a bit different I think to make them more yeah, accessible. They should.
1: Yeah, if, if you'd like to police Brian's uh, comments there, because I think it's beyond the understanding of Jess and I, please drop us an email, podcast at zatu.co.uk, because there's a whiff of that that you might be winging it slightly. Time for the pitch, where you guys uh, get to pitch an idea for a board game to us. And we've had some great stuff so far, and I'm sure some of these are going to get made into games down the line at some point. And we have listener Ricky here, who's going to put to us his board game idea.
3: Hi, board game thing. This is Ricky from Hal and my idea for a game is hunt the file in this game you play a young lawyer who is looking for a file in order to attend a client meeting not only are you playing against the clock as you must be in the meeting room at a set time there are also three other characters the secretary the receptionist and the boss who are all trying to give you their work to do in order that they can leave early each piece of work that these characters gives you takes you away from hunting for the file for a set number of turns the closer you get to the deadline and the more work you have the less likely you are to be able to meet the client should you fail to find the file and meet the client you are fired if you find the file complete all your tasks and meet the client you gain a nice, big, fat promotion. And that's my pitch for a very niche ball game. There you go. Well done, Ricky. What were you thinking of that?
0: Oh, can I just say, that's really made me laugh. Absolute. I'm putting my life savings on the fact that Ricky's an accountant. (laughs) He's just
1: sick of it. Absolutely sick of it. It's not bad, though. Find the file.
0: Brilliant. I absolutely love it. I can see lots of, like, danger cards. Like, receptionist wants you to fill out a spreadsheet or someone wants to grab you for a coffee yeah. or someone dr- drags you into another meeting, which definitely could have been an email. Like, yeah, there's a lot, lots of elements to it. I think it's good.
2: I I absolutely love this game. And also, I love the way he delivered it in the style of an office manager. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> um, I, lo- I love it because if you think about it, a lot of board games are based around fantasy or... weird and wonderful realms. We need more games about the real world. Uh, My one suggestion would be that one of the cards or maybe one of the characters is that guy in the office. And I have a sneaking suspicion that I'm probably that guy in our office whenever we are in the office. Is the small talk guy that comes up to see the match last uh, time? Maybe he maybe
1: pretends yeah. to, to, to answer a, a banana as a phone because that's what you do when you're in the office. quite quite oh, like lot, Brian you? He does yeah. that all
0: the time. Yeah,
1: so that, that could be a major character, I think. Yeah, he could have an IT meltdown card as well. They come down in polo tops, branded polo tops, to tell you to turn it off and turn it back on again something like that again very <laughs> modifiable game from ricky there if you've got a brilliant board game idea that you'd like to put to us in the pitch all you've got to do is email us podcast at zatu.co.uk cheers to everyone who sent us emails on that so far or go via the instagram at board game thing that is us pretty much done for another week uh we've still got uh jigsaws to be getting on with guys haven't we i guess that is uh we're not done mm, we're not yeah, done i need yet. to
0: finish need to finish mine
1: yeah, I'm, just, I'm just still a bit. If I'm if I'm
2: honest, I'm still a bit upset about the lackluster reaction to the board game fact of the week. I think um. there was some good stuff in there, solid stuff, mm. and I'm just feeling. I'm just not feeling the. It was just the, the source. The, one, the one about the sores. The... Just, just look. I, just want, yeah. I don't. I don't want you to get. I don't want you to you know come back and just feed me ego or anything. I just want you just to go away and reflect. Well, maybe on uh, people down.
1: listening can give it a star rating out of five. Give it a TripAdvisor rating. Uh, huge thank you to you guys for downloading and listening getting involved uh, on our instagram don't forget every tuesday night from half seven we go live and do a q a so get involved with that as well and a lot of the uh, jigsaws and puzzles and stuff the brilliant stuff by of spring games you can buy right now through the website at zatu games big thank you to producer ross uh, myself jess and brian we'll see you next week